Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Ram, are we ready? Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, March 18, 2021. Reddy Newman PC does conduct Zoom calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this in other media, you can check our timings at rnlogger.com. Go ahead, uh, uh, first caller. Ram Hi, Rahul. Uh, good morning, Ganda. Thank you so much for taking, my t- taking your time. So my question is, my six years H1 validity would expire on October 17, 2021. And uh, mm-hmm. my firm haven't filed my uh, labor yet. And we are still waiting for the wage approval from Department of Labor. So, mm-hmm. uh, and on the other end, I have two months of, uh, or I would say 60 days uh, to mm-hmm. recapture the days I was yes. out, of, uh, out of town or out of country. And uh, mm-hmm. my main concern is how this, what if my labor is still pending by the end of my validity and how will it impact my employment? And uh, uh, is there anything that I could do from my end or from my attorney's end uh, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to a request for an expedition on uh, on wage approval. So, so well, there is nothing you can do to re- request a wage approval. Though. There are two ways of processing the labor certification. One way of processing the labor certification is to wait until the prevailing wage comes in and start advertising. The second way of is that you can start advertising immediately itself. Um, you don't have to wait for the prevailing wage. I would wait prevailing wage to be filed maybe three months after it's been filed you can start advertising. That's another step that you can do. So Rahul, what, what but, I- But let me, ask, I, you this, let me okay. ask you this question. How how big is this company, employer? Uh, uh, this is a multinational company of so they're not going to listen. To, so they're, they're not going to listen to you. So the best thing is that um, what you can do is, is your passport visa stamped, uh, stamped right now? Uh, no, that was expired uh, before I would say a year ago. So the okay. visa stamp. What, yeah, what you could do is you could always go to Mexico, spend some extra time there and keep coming back. You don't need visa stamping to come back into the United States if you go to Mexico or Canada for less than 30 days. It's called automatic visa revalidation. So you know that you have the two months of recapture time. You already know what that is, is that right? Um. So you can extend that two months by maybe four months, maybe six months. Nowadays, at least you computer professionals are working remotely, not me, but you guys are working remotely. So you can go to Mexico and work there for, you know, stay there for 25 days, come back, stay there for 25 days, come back. That's one way. The other way is that, are you married? Yes, I do. What is your wife's legal status? So she is on H4 and I have a, a US born child. 
Okay, so she's not an H1B. This is one method that I told you what you could do though. Uh, if you want more, you can make a consultation, then we can go through of any other options that may be available for you, okay? Next caller, please. Sure, Rahul. One last thing. So what I heard mm -hmm. was uh, my uh, wage approval was applied in the month of August 2020. So whatever is going on right now, so this is like a seven months already. And uh, my firm mentioned they are still waiting for it. So, so I was kind of in a skeptical zone. So I didn't know whether to completely rely on them or trust them. Or as you said, yes, they're not going to listen to me, but uh, I want to try what best I could do. You are a beggar. You can't say that I want chicken biryani for lunch. So <laughs> that's, that's it. So, so there's nothing I could do, right? Right. Right. Could do. And a lot of people, for those people who are listening to this one, guys, don't try to go to four, fifth year and then try to struggle there. If your company is not filing your green card in the first two years, they don't, they don't like you at all. You need to quit that company and go join some other company. So that's all I can tell. Right now, this gentleman doesn't have much option. He's a beggar. He, he can't depend, okay, I want biryani. I want chicken biryani. I want mutton biryani. I want spice in that. No, you can't do that. This is not a restaurant. You're just a beggar. Uh, sorry to say that, but. <laughs> Maybe you put it across. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, unfortunately, or uh, let's say because of the time coincidence, I joined a year ago. So it's not like I, I did not have, uh, uh, let's say, yeah, a couple years in my. Yeah. What was going on in the past five years, though? That's a mistake. Right. Yep. Okay. Next person, please. Right now, there is nothing there you can do. Okay, Ram. Next person, please. Yoki okay, Ram. Uh, uh, much for what you are doing for this immigration community and thank you for taking my questions so my question is like uh, my eb2 priority date is uh, september 2011 and mm -hmm. i missed the i missed the downgrade and uh, my son is turning 20 year um, next month so yeah that's the thing and so I was thinking if I can file uh, I-140 again on EB-3 and the time, how much it is taking, so it may buy some time for him. Uh, so, so, so let me ask this question, Manoj. Your company did not file the I-140 downgrade application in October. Now you are in March. You're telling me that your company is going to cooperate what we are discussing right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. They will cooperate for this one for sure. A lot means why did, why did not they cooperate? Why did not they cooperate before? Oh, that means, uh, means he actually, he didn't stop. It means uh, I got the wrong information that I was not knowing that December is the deadline. We thought that it's by behind by four months. So it may go up, EB2 may come up. By, it was just for four months behind, right? So that where, was, that was a where are you, Manoj? I mean, what kind of world you live in? You need to watch our YouTube and Facebook every week and make sure your son watches too. Um, the, so your company was good. You are bad, actually. Uh, yeah, in this uh, situation, I'll say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. it's good to file a downgrade application right now. You have... You are not going to lose anything. You may benefit a little bit. Good chance you may benefit. Very good chance you may benefit. Okay. You may not benefit. But if I were you, if the company is telling that they're going to cooperate you, 
to file the I-140 downgrade, please do it. You are not going to lose anything. I don't. I know that you don't care about two thousand five hundred or four thousand dollars a year. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't. If you do, then you should be off, mom, from my from my Zoom. Go ahead, proceed with that downgrade application. No questions. Your son is twenty. We need to stop that guy's age. File sure. the downgrade application immediately. Sure. And my I uh, EB two I I one forty will be still be valid. Nothing impact that. Absolutely. Nothing. Nothing will be impacted. There may be good uh, news for you though. Yesterday, the Department of State said that the priority dates might move very fast. There may be good news for you th- that you may get a chance to file one more time for a application. But even if that happens, though, what did you got lose? You lost four thousand dollars. I don't right. think so. You should care that much about four thousand dollars. Go for it and don't do premium process. Uh, sure, thank you. And one more question. Like, so as you told, like if the my priority date on EB two, two thousand eleven September, it come current into the EB three, still I am available to means eligible to file downgrade. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if the downgrade is there, you got the EB two current. You can go with the EB two, or you can go to EB three, whichever you want to. Whichever comes early, you can make the judgment call at that time. Right now, it is in your best interest to file the downgrade application. Oh, great. Thank you. So, now one more thing. My yeah, my EB two I one forty was filed from uh, by it was through your firm only, and later it was moved to Sunita Kapoor. So as uh, when I talk to my employer and the lawyer, they told that means the package has to be moved. I send you an email. I don't know if you got chance to look into it. Uh, uh, Manoj, there are some fundamental problems in the company's address. That's the reason that was been moved. So it's not the simple discussion. Um, the address of the company completely changed than the labor certification address. Oh, the address. Okay, so it can be company cannot be moved here, one place to another. No, that's the reason why the case has been moved from my office. Oh, so Unless, what which company is yours? Which company is yours? Uh, Cerebral Group LLC. Oh, but it is in the group. same town. Yeah, same town in Des oh, Moines, Iowa. I, I, so I don't know. I, I don't know about cerebral group though. I don't know much about it. Yeah, you can. You can. You know. You can drop an email to me if we have filed your I one forty before. Uh, we can. Yeah. We can file the down. Uh, we can file the downgrade application immediately. Drop an email to me personally. Okay. Oh, even though my case are, even though my case are with the different lawyer, and it was referred by you that, only. That's up to you. If you want me to file or them to file, it's up to you. Okay. Uh. Okay. Okay, I have I have emailed you, Rahul. I don't know if you want to to move the move the. Uh, you can the email me right now. I'll take a look into it. We'll get back to you by tomorrow. Next person, please. Oh, great. Hello. Hi. Uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, this is Kaw. How are you? So one Good. quick question. Uh, so uh, my H-1B extension is pending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the they did file premium processing yesterday. So if of, so my I'm traveling to my flight ticket is to India is uh, on April sixteenth. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. just wondering if for some reason uh, that if I don't get the receipt number or if I don't get the approval, is it is it safe to travel? When is your current H one B expiring? My current H one B expires on June tenth. And I'm planning to return on, on June thirtieth. How can you return if your H-1B extension gets denied? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. I mean, 
I mean, you know, you guys are not asking. I mean, I am an immigration lawyer, uh, but there are certain things you guys know the answers. You should know the answers. So if you go there, if you get the H one B denial, how are you going to come back? Number one. Number two. Okay. If you get the approval, you still need to get the stamping to come back. You have an appointment there. Well, yeah, I have. You a, can make I an appointment. Dropbox. You, yeah, you have a Dropbox eligibility. You don't have an appointment. The other correct, problem correct, is, yes. I. It's just why do people plan? What is that you guys have that you have to go to India that much to make immigration lawyers rich? Yeah. Because you it's, you it's get into trouble, we get rich. It's actually for it's what? for a wedding, sir. It's for a wedding. For a wedding, really? <laughs> a wedding. I mean, people in India they go three thousand people for a wedding. I mean, come on. Everybody goes there for a wedding. I don't know what's the problem. Is it your wedding or somebody else's wedding? It's my cousin. Your cousin's wedding. I went invited my first cousin from my marriage. Really, <laughs> I did not even invite. Uh, not a single first cousin I've invited from my marriage. Really, yeah. I did not. Yeah. I mean, things have changed now. In India, has become like a complete Pakistan or Uzbek in the Afghanistan. I would say. Things have gone so yeah. religious there. I don't know what happened. Well, yeah. it's a different world, I guess. No, don't go, sir. Don't risk for your cousin. Your cousin will so, not be happy if you get into trouble. Yeah, that sounds good. But quick, just to clarify, uh, let's for, let's for just for a second. Let's let's say if it is approved. Uh, let's assume it, you know it it approves. But is it is it safe to go? I mean, if it. Considering it is approved, if it's it, approved, it, yeah, you'll have to go for stamping. If you get the Dropbox and they give you the approval, you come back. If not, well, you settle with your cousin. Okay, okay. So it's 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 okay to travel, uh, considering it's approved. I didn't I didn't said that it's okay to travel, sir. I said it will be at the discretion of the U.S. Uh, uh, Department of State to give you the approval. I never tell people to travel. You have to understand that, okay? Because you go to doctor you want to say that i want to eat chicken fried every day no you can't chicken fried no he will say no um that's the way i mean you're risking yourself a little bit i would say the dropbox has 2% risk so that's a risk that you'll be taking when okay. you go there next person okay. please ramesh ramesh hi hi hello sir so uh, my question is right like for the um, adjustment of status we are having uh, uh, the time period like as per the uscs between like uh, uh, 2 months to 10 months uscs will approve it right so are there like still that wait. they have i i, I got the uh, I, the topic is very interesting what you're discussing where did you got the 2 months to 10 months though uh, uh i i called to uscs uscs they said like ead will be approved Uh, between oh, you're two speaking two of oh, you're EAD. speaking of EA, EAD approval. Okay, got it. EAD approval. So okay. EAD approval, like it will be approved between like uh, two to ten months, right? So are there strict rules that they have to approve uh, honor before ten months, or even they can go beyond the ten months? There's no strict rule that they have to approve within ten months, but very rarely we see things going beyond ten months, though. Very rarely, I would say less okay. than one percent, though. so if it is going like uh, beyond uh, 10 months right like uh, can, mean, are there any way I, i haven't seen i haven't seen rarely i would say that only 1% of the cases will do if it goes you can raise a service request and they will adjudicate the application 
okay so the reason why i'm asking this question is like my visa will expire like after 14 months so if we, if i get uh, um, the approval before 10 months then i will be safe otherwise like uh, my visa ah, will expire i got the point i don't think so you will need to extend your h1b you can wait until 14 months until 13 months to see if your ead gets approved if it does not then you can at that point of time file an extension though No, actually, okay. I'm in alone. I'm in alone. Yes, sir. Like I cannot even extend. So my max seven years. Uh, I, you 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 have ninety nine percent probability that you have ninety nine percent probability okay, that uh, you. your EAD will be approved. And let me tell you one thing though. There's a good news for you. Now, that's the reason I I I I want. I said the topic is very interesting. The other people need to know. Yesterday, the Department of State has conducted the YouTube session. Though, what they said is that the priority dates are going to move faster. the immigration might approve the entire cases though what is your priority date mine is uh, eb1 uh, eb1c and it's a uh, 2018 is priority date mine is current ah ah okay you may i have seen some cases they haven't even they have denied the eads for some of the people for eb1 yours might okay. be denied and i'll be very happy if yours will be denied you know why they denied it yeah like uh, they will be giving the green card i am watching you yeah. so every time okay so the that could happen with you though we are seeing that a lot on eb1s right now hopefully that will happen i'll be very surprised if your green card is not approved and your ead is not approved if the green card is approved by the time of 14 months next person okay, please thank you thank you very much yep suresh hey rahul uh, my name is suresh yes suresh Yeah. So my question is on uh, employer A, employer B combination. So I moved to mm-hmm. employer B, and then my my employer A also uh, did my 485 adjustment in October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not working with employer A at this moment. I'm working with mm-hmm. employer B. So mm-hmm. I was with. Uh, so when uh, one 180 days is completed, right? So I can change to the new employer, right? Employer B. you can there are some small element of risk available when you don't work with employer a okay a small element of risk i'm not telling that but if you ask me the question that when people have filed the 485j supplement with company a when they have never worked with company a at all have i seen any denials in my proceeding 25 years of immigration actually ac21 came in only 2001 though in these 20 years have i seen a single denial when people did not work with company a let me tell you the answer straight no i have not seen any denials yet so i was with so, employer a for 10 years uh, no, so no no i'm not speaking yeah. about i'm not speaking about whether you were i'm speaking about whether you were after you filed the additional states okay i'm only discussing about that so you can file i mean if i were you i, I have to you know, there's always one person chances right so if i were you i would have the for it uh, is your i140 approved with company a yet yes it was approved like 10 years back so it was a straight i140 not a downgrade application not a downgrade application eb2 not downgrade application eb2 okay so i would file a 485j supplement after 6 months or 6 and a half months or so i'll, I'll file the 485j supplement with company b um, it company b right so and the yes. company b i had promoted to a, a project manager and when i was when i filed uh, uh, i140 i was a software developer so does it really affect anything 
Um, there are ways to circumvent those things. I would recommend that you contact a lawyer. Not a big deal on those things. Um, okay. I have only seen very rarely cases getting denied. As long as they have gone through a lawyer and have verified the information, I have not seen any denials on the 485J supplement, except in one case where the person was working as a restaurant manager, but he was a software developer. Then they denied it. Okay. So it is the same line of business, uh, maybe, right? Should be, should be, yeah. But I would like to not use the titles like manager, because manager normally, what do you mean manager? Are you a restaurant manager? What manager? I want a little the bit more specific. That. Yeah. What project? What do you mean project? You have a train. Are you, uh, you have a train there. Does you mean project means you're, you're the project manager for putting the tracks? No. So then you, it's better to go more specific. Uh, I see the train in your, in your Zoom. Are you a project manager for uh, laying the train tracks? Or is it <laughs> IT? Yeah. So, so when it is uh, IT, I, I want that title IT. That's the reason why when I designed the 485J supplement, I discussed with the employee, I discussed with the employer to make sure that the title is reflecting their job, not give mm -hmm. a vague thing, project manager. Project manager can be like, if you are an industrial product manager, you can be a civil construction project manager. There are many different things that you can be a project manager. Uh, uh, but where is the IT uh, word? Right. Yeah, the title that can be discussed. So you, yeah. yeah. Now, now you're going to a different thing. It's better to discuss with a lawyer. Uh, but as okay. I said to you, that you, your risk percentage is very less. Next person, please. Sandeep. Next person, Sandeep. Go ahead. Sandeep. Sandeep. Jacob. Hey, Rahul, can you hear me? Yes, Jacob. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, a quick question for you here. Um, my fiance is an Australian citizen. Her country of birth is India. Uh, can I use her citizenship after marriage uh, for cross-chargeability purposes? No. Or does it apply no. to for, for the cross-chargeability purposes, it is only the country of birth that will be counted, not the citizenship. Otherwise, all my Indian guys, I will make them spend $10,000 and get a passport from a country. Believe me, I'm not speaking illegal. There are some countries that give passports by paying $10,000, $20,000. No, no. Okay, understood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A second question so I had. It is country of birth. If she's just an Australian citizen, for the purpose of the immigrant visas, she will be considered as an Indian national for the purpose of the non-immigrant visas, which is E3 visas and E visas though. She will be considered as an Australian citizen. Got it, understood. Yeah, I thought so. I just wanted to kind of double check if there was- No problem, exception. nothing wrong in checking that. No. Next person, uh, Second question. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jacob. No, I, I just had one last question. Um, so mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I recall reading somewhere online that uh, the State Department um, used to issue H-1B visas, visa stickers in the country, um, I think up until 2003 or 2004. And uh, that, that practice stopped somewhere uh, because of, I think, some 9-11 and all those border security bills. I was wondering, um, is it possible for you know, us as a community to kind of petition the State Department 
to restart that program so that we don't have to go through the hassle of going outside the country and renewing that visa wow that's a good question yes i remember i'm, I'm, I'm an immigration lawyer from 1995 uh, i remember that previously when the extensions and certain things used to do we used to send it to the state department we used to get the stamping back in one month yeah you can petition that's a good idea to promote though now we have an administration that's a little bit more friendlier uh, compared to the previous administration that can be reversed we, they don't need to go to any they don't need to go to the congress to do it this administration can do it and petition can be done on that okay yeah i so would appreciate if you could talk about Yeah, I know this would be a long thank, topic. Thank, thank you for raising the topic. I will try to see if I can draft a thing and should it put it on our our website. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Badri. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Um, hello, Mr. Rahul. Uh, so I yeah. have a H-1B petition filed in April 2019, and I received an RFE, which was responded was was uh, denied in October 2019, with the reason cited as uh, satisfactorily not able to demonstrate that your company has specialty occupation work caliber available for the beneficiary. And then later on, me or my company have not filed an appeal or a motion against this within the 33 days uh, mentioned in the denial notice. So uh, I see that on March 2021, last week, they see, should have uh, USICS memo. issued a notification that yeah. they are reversing back, yeah. and you can file a motion to reconsider, or uh, even if the deadline is expired. Uh huh. Yes. So I just want to know, like, uh, will I be able to file an appeal or motion to reopen my case right now? Uh, should that okay. happen through my previous employer? I, 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 yeah, I don't. I, it, based on what you are telling. You definitely seems mm-hmm. to be eligible to file a motion to reconsider. Awesome, thank you so much. So, uh, do uh, does this need to happen with my previous employer, or could I finally like do this through my new employer right now? That I'm working. No, you can't do it. With, sorry, you can't do it with a new employer. That's a problem. You can't do it with a new employer. It has to be done by the old employer. So, when we look into these memos, though, yeah, or these notifications that are issuing. Uh, We have been mm-hmm. told, oh, a lot of people will come into the field. The problem is, people have moved on to different companies. The job doesn't exist. There are a lot of different things that will come up there. Uh, so, yeah, only your ex-employer can do it, not your current employer. The employer that got the H-1B denial can do it. Awesome, Rahul. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Next. Hi, Rahul. questions so question number 1 is when it comes to the h4 ead uscis has stated that some will be called for biometrics do we know how they define some h4 when did you got that information some um that is actually in the receipt notice that they sent ah uh, no just ignore that though um okay if the only people whom we see exempt from the biometrics right now if you have had a biometrics done within united states that most probably you might have done it after march of 2019 though there is a chance they may not call you for biometrics again for everything else uh, they're going to call you for biometrics have you done biometrics in united states recently in the past 3 years 2 years no i've never had to no you will have to go for the biometrics now. 
Okay, a uh, question number two is my husband's H1B has been um, renewed. My H4 and EAD obviously is still awaiting renewal, but I have um, the receipt. If I visit India and enter the US along with my husband, will immigration grant my H4 and EAD upon entry? For sure, not EAD. Let me ask you this question though. When is your passport visa expired or expiring? Uh, my, um, it is going to expire in the month of May. So are you planning to return after May or before May? Well, I would definitely return before May. If you return before May, there is a good chance they only might give an I-94 until May of 2021. There is a slight chance that they may give until your husband's H-1B expires. Very slight chance. But for sure, for sure, I guarantee that they will not issue an EAD. There's no provision that they can issue an EAD there. All right, thank you. My third question is, um, this was similar to um, Manoj's question, but right now we are on EB2. The priority date is September 2011. Could you clarify for me one more time, are we better off moving to um, EB3 now? You didn't file the adjustment of status? Well, not to EB3. Well, let me ask you, so you didn't file the adjustment of status? Yes. You need to be completely re-educated, completely. Manoj had some issue. Uh, you guys need to be completely re-educated. I don't know which world you guys are doing. You had an opportunity to file an adjustment of status. Why did not you file? I have no clue. Got to ask my lawyer that. No, in, in Manoj's case, though, the company was willing to, the lawyer was willing to. He didn't want to. So mm -hmm. what about you? Did you try to make an effort to convert into... Uh, adjustment of status or did your husband did or you did not? I mean, because this is very fundamental. You got an opportunity. We have been waiting from 2012 and that opportunity comes in September of 2020. That's about eight and a half years. And you just missed the boat, waiting that the boat will keep on coming. Yeah. Something is fundamental. You guys, you guys have to be completely re-educated. I would recommend to make an appointment with a lawyer along with your husband and strategize yourself what you're doing. And please do watch our YouTube and Facebook that we do every Tuesday to get educated. It's absolutely important for you. Instead of watching anything else news, this is your news that we present every Tuesday that you need to come and watch. Otherwise, you shouldn't have missed the board at all. You and Manoj shouldn't have missed the boat at all. Okay. okay. Got you. you would have last... got... Go ahead. Yeah. And my last question, question number four is, you mentioned a couple of times that um, an H4 EAD class action lawsuit was underway, but due to some hiccups that has been paused, I understand that may be considered privileged... No, class action, you, class action is not paused. Oh, the Litigation, class action is not paused. We're proceeding with it. It's just the uh, class action, even if you enroll, you don't enroll, you'll be fine. Uh, but the litigation is on pause right now. Okay. Regular litigation so, is on pause. Okay. So then my question is, in your opinion, do we have anything to be concerned about apart from the fact that premium processing has been withheld? No, you're getting delayed. That's you should be mm -hmm. concerned, but there's not much you can do right now. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, I'll take the last caller today. It's about 12 o'clock. Yoki Ram. Yoki Ram. 
Go to the next. It's been asking Kamoli. Hi, Mo Hi, Mr. Rafal. This is Molly. Yes, Mr. Molly. Uh, uh, I'm a PhD graduate and I'm almost in the time zone of uh, filing my OPT extension. Uh, I have spoken to my school. They are saying that uh, since you have a master's degree and applied for your first STEM OPT, um, you may not qualify for the second OPT extension. Is that true? Not true at all. When you're saying that you are completing your doctorate degrees, right? No, I already completed my doctorate degree and I'm on my first 12 month OPT. I'm about in the time, I'm in the time zone to file my OPT extension for the second time. Yeah, I don't see any reason why you cannot get it. The STEM, if you're eligible for the STEM extension based on the STEM degree or STEM doctorate, you're eligible for it. The reason is okay. that if you have one master's degree and you have used the OPT and STEM extension and you're going for this and you did the second master's, you're not eligible for OPT or STEM extension. But if you have mm -hmm. gone to the higher degree, which is actually doctorate in the case, you can apply for the OPT and STEM extension. That's not a problem at all. I don't know why they're talking right, Okay. Um, my second question is, uh, um, if I file for my H1B this year, later I wish to... Uh, continue on my OPT extension. Is that going to be Why? a problem? Why? Why? Why do you want to be to continue OPT STEM extension? Um, uh, like uh, you know, like uh, on OPT extension, like I got to know, like uh, I have to pay fewer taxes than on H1. That's why, Mr. Mauli, don't do this. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. That is the stupidest idea. Don't do that. There are ways to do it. What you're trying to, you can achieve it. You will be in big mess just because that, that stupid five ten thousand $10,000. I've seen people ruining their lives by not getting counted toward the H1B number. Not a good okay, idea Rahul. at all. And my last question is, uh, uh, can I sell sponsor for my GC using my PhD? Well, uh, that requires that you must be an extraordinary ability. You got an Oscar or Nobel Prize? I don't think so. But <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it's, um, so, yeah, I would, I would not recommend. I mean, if, you, if you're just laughing and not even coming closer to that, yeah, I wouldn't even do, waste money consulting a lawyer on that. All right. Thank you, Mr. Rahul. Thank you guys for coming in. The next con uh, Zoom call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.